Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. And we all know when somebody is living in the, 
I want to say, superficialness of ego because we can see it. They think they're better than everyone else. They have no empathy. They don't care about anyone. They talk about people like their possessions. They just don't have the building blocks to care about anybody. And we see that and we get repulsed by it because it goes against our nature to accept that kind of thought. But the meek are blind, so they are blind to doing it, but they are pure catalysts. When we can see it to that level, they're catalytic at that point. Anything negative stays behind. So I get asked this question a lot. What about murderers? Do they go to heaven? And I said, well, they must because there is actually no hell. And they go, oh, yeah, well, if there's no hell, then murderers get away with murdering. They don't. When we go to the extremes of killing each other, and I'm not just talking about the guy with the knife or the guy with the gun who shoots somebody in the street. There's a whole range of how we hurt each other. Let's say you're a leader of a country. And you start a war and all these people die in the name of that war. But you started it. And you did not care if your people went in there and got killed. You had no empathy for the families, for the people that were killed. We're kind of facing something like that in America right now with the news this morning. It just came out, that feelings about our military. But all of that, When we kill somebody, if we take another life, we never, ever, ever, never get over it. Because what happens is that you will take the negative they left and it haunts you. It haunts people. People go crazy sometimes. Sometimes in order to justify it, they become, you know, if they're not mentally ill, because mental illness and reasons to hurt others are different than somebody who just can think past and knows the difference between right and wrong. But they they never, ever can let go. Because the negative stays here. Once we leave, we, we go to the light. We are pure. So when we hurt others, we're going to pay the price whether we go to jail or not, whether anybody ever knows or not, you know. You know. And it's not easy to get that far to actually take a life. So when we see a lot of that, we immediately feel unsafe because we know that ego Because ego isn't just superficial and a nice car and a nice and I'm better than you. Ego can take us to killing ourselves, to killing others, to hurting ourselves, to hurting others. That's why ego can be dangerous if we don't have a stopping point. Ego puts images in heads and tells people, wow, you're really mad. You need to hurt that person. And instead of Addressing your fear, your doubt, your worry, the control, or the guilt, ego addresses what you can do about that. 
So will the soul be confronted straight away by love? Yes. How can we help ourselves to leave ego behind in those moments? I did that whole show on Monday about ego because we have to be able at the onset when we recognize that ego is trying to steer us. Like you go show that person how mad you are. You set it up where no one knows that you're behind it, but you you take that person down. Or you outwardly just speak badly about them and hurt their reputation or hurt their business or hurt their their family by talking about them or maybe even worse. There is nothing that ego will stop at on earth, but it does not travel back with us. If you look at earth in its totality, we are a school. We are a school that is looking at life through being veiled of who we really are, which is pure love. And we're here to look for that love through every situation that we are in, through my situation, you, through your situation, whatever challenges you have, every single thing that is happening around us, whether it looks like it or not, is to bring us back to finding the love. But God didn't make it easy. He put one challenge in front of us over another. He put people around us that can cross lines and catalysts, and everybody has a role. That's why I talk about the bigger picture thinking. When you are thinking in the bigger picture, like, oh, wow, why did this problem come my way? What happened in my life that I need to learn this? Because I'm paying attention to it. And normally I'd be like, I wouldn't even give that the time of day. But now you're giving it the time of day. You're giving it the time of day. Why? Why is it bothering you? Why is it hurting your feelings? Why are you reacting? What do you need back from it? All of those happenings are your teacher. That person is your teacher. A year from the date of this problem, you may not remember the person or what happened if you learned the lesson. And if you didn't learn the lesson, it will have compounded by then. Fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt, they're the five faces of ego that come at us. And when they come at us, our job is to overcome that fear, that doubt, that worry, that control, and that guilt. And when we don't, it goes to another level. And then it goes to another level. And then it goes to another level. And it keeps on growing Maybe not in the way you may want it to. That's why I was saying in many shows since the beginning of this year, because, you know, every year there's a theme that Christ kind of tells us, and we've been talking about that now for six years. But we've been saying 
okay, this year is, well, this year we have a lot going on in our world. Depending on what country you're in, you're either affected or not affected or not affected anymore by the pandemic, which is something that everybody shared. We have an election and we are split down the middle in terms of personality and I want to say (laughs) fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt versus someone who's just saying the truth and the person who's saying the truth kind of looks like they're being painted in a picture of being soft and and not smart and too old and all these things. And everybody, these next few months are going to be probably as crazy as we will ever see because we are living in pure ego right now. We are witnessing pure ego right now. So will the soul be comforted straight away by love? One of the best things that ever happened in this last few years of our lives, and probably it needed to happen, things needed to be uncovered for their fragility that this can happen in our world. Just in our world, we get a pandemic. How do we all come to the table? How do we help each other? Do we value human life? Do we just let people die? Do we care? Do we not care? How do we help people financially in this time? I mean, all these questions came up. Is it about the virus? No. It's about us taking care of each other. So that love that we're seeing come out of each other, out of our neighbors, out of our communities, is comforting, is beautiful. We have food banks around Southern California that you can go to and get the food you need to feed your family. They're holding off on rents. They're creating solutions for people in this time. Because at the end of the day, love will win. It may not look like it's winning, But as Christ said, love is so far ahead that it looks like it's behind. But the ego can't see love. The ego is blind. It just, it's like a little tape recorder. It goes in and it tells everyone the same darn thing over and over again. That's why it's predictable. That's why when somebody's in it, we recognize it. And, it, and it, it's like this really weird repulsive feeling, not because the person is bad, but because we know that they did not have the tools or do not have the tools, the recognition or the awareness to look it in the eye and say, hey, wait a minute, I don't want to really do that. I may be upset, but I don't need to do that. That's why when someone keeps throwing anger at me, and the best way to see it, I, Facebook has a lot of good things about it because we have become accustomed to how people speak and what sounds abrasive and what doesn't, what sounds like an attack and what doesn't, what sounds like trolling and what doesn't, what sounds like bullying and what doesn't. And sometimes, you know, I like the people and I'm, I'm nice about it. I'm like, hey, you know, that's your opinion. That's great. 
thank you for sharing. But if they get to the point, and this is what I found, was when I do try to listen to that kind of soul that needs to take all that out and they find themselves a likely person to do that to, it gets more and more and more and more and more. And then you finally have to make a decision because being kind wasn't even recognized because they can't even see you. Their agenda, their throwing up, their way of trying to show the world that they're not okay, that they're stupid, which pretty much I was told. And then I just say, hey, you know what? I do have a choice. My page, my rules. My life, my rules. My world, my rules. Because I have to survive myself over and above whatever it is you need to throw up on me. And I want to survive in the best way that I know how with the tools that I have. These are self-conversations that we can have that comfort our soul because we're saying, hey, soul, I can watch out for you. I can handle myself. Yeah, I don't like when that happens, and sometimes it does feel personal. And Yeah, it might hurt my feelings for a minute. But I caught myself. I realized that, hey, that's not okay, and I got so wrapped up in it. Why? I probably needed a lesson on confrontation. I probably needed to learn how to confront. Oh, and this person came to teach me that. Wow, thank you, person, for that lesson. Because now if I see that behavior, I will stop it much sooner in the future. So I thank that person. I say a prayer for them that they don't need to do that anymore so that other people will not have to release them because of that energy. I don't want to exchange energy with that. And I send them on their way. Sad. Run, don't walk away. We always know when. Sometimes we stay and we get beat up, mentally or physically. But run, don't walk away. God will take care of them. God leaves no one behind. You may not be qualified yet to handle such a person, or you may understand what they're doing and know that you, are can't, you aren't in a place to help them. You can't right now, point in time. So run, don't walk away, not because you're rejecting, not because you're saying you're bad, but what you're saying is you're not helping. And if you're not helping, you're going to lateralize and you're going to fight and you're going to get engaged in a very negative energy exchange. And every single time I've done it that way, every single time, there wasn't once that it didn't happen, I felt like I could breathe because I left my ego behind in that moment. 
doing what is right by your soul. Because we all have that gut feeling that says, oh, my gosh, I have to cut loose. And then we have the ego that says, well, you can't really do that yet. You're going to look like blah, and it fills in the line. Or you're going to look like you're not trying. Or you're going to look like you're not kind. Or you're going to look like you're not nice. Why do I need to look like I'm kind, nice, and that? Do I not know that about myself yet? I do know that about myself because I know what I'm willing to do. But with that being said, you have to know what you're not willing to do as well. I am not willing to negatively go back and forth with anybody. I don't need to do that. I've done it. I've been there. And it did cause fear and doubt, worry, control, and guilt in me. And those are totally consuming and encompassing once we let them in. And that's going to happen to us throughout our lives. So don't think like, why is this happening to me? Or I'm the only person on earth with these challenges because nobody else is talking about theirs. We all something. Or we would not be here. And when we're done here, we don't need these challenges. We only came here to face these challenges and to get back to who we originally are, which is love. That's why when people pass, we have looked at dying as such a scary event and we created all these horror movies and people getting slashed and people, I mean, I can't believe some of the little snippets I have seen that somebody took as far as writing and creating a film on to bring out the deepest fears in us, which is how we're going to die person dying goes home you can do whatever you want to their body because that's all you but God protects us in that time he didn't bring us here to suffer once that happens how many times have you talked to people who have made it through some very horrific things or even in a car accident or some kind of home accident and they cannot even remember it They don't need to remember it. If they did, they would. So there's a lot to be said for God's plan in all of this. While we are here, we will be faced with issues, whether they are our own, whether we are helping someone else overcome them, whether we are... uh, a leader in our world and we are trying to create better or worse for the people we lead. But we are all in this together and we are all equipped to face anything and everything we are currently facing. The soul is always comforted by love, even on earth. We we never mistake love. And right now, at this point in our history, and I can only speak for the United States, people who are soft and loving and caring and kind 
look like they don't have a place or looked in past tense like they didn't have a place. And they are now the people that are the engine of survival in our communities. That's where the strength is. It's in the kindness. Whatever tornadoes are swirling above that are are just not even paid attention to. Because kindness does win. Truth does win. Love does win. Purity does win. It doesn't try to win. In essence, it has already won. But we have to experience our way to understanding that. So how can we help ourselves to leave the ego behind in those moments? The ego will not go with you when you die. You will, I know it's going to sound weird or out there, but as pure as you came will be as pure as you leave. I know people I have helped whose families came to me and said, my mom's been in a nursing home for 10 years. She can't leave. We don't know why. Well, the man was a prominent surgeon at the biggest hospital on the west side, and and he didn't believe in God. But he heard about me through his wife whose family I helped as well. I happened to be there when they needed me, so I knew I had to learn what my own capabilities were, but I didn't even know that was happening. But something made him ask me to go and visit his mom. So I went, not with him, with his wife, and I sat with his mom, And, God, I I want to tell you her name, and I can't remember it. But I was sitting there, and she's just laying, if you could imagine, eyes closed, but I do know that they can hear. So she's laying there, and I held her hand. Holding her hand shook my entire body, visibly shook it. I was so freaked out. Whatever was going on in this woman, she's been holding on to it for a long time, and it was so bad to her that she could not even die. Through that whole episode happened, I whispered in her ear, don't be scared of God. He already knows what happened. Whatever it was, I didn't even know what it was. but he still loves you and he's waiting for you. And I said, I will come back and see you again. Two weeks later, the place that she was at, the nursing home she was at was near a Costco. So of course, (laughs) when I go to Costco, so I was going to Costco one day and I went and I sat next to her and I just talked to her. I was by myself. And I let her know again that God was waiting for her and that she needed to accept that she did her best at the time. Whatever it was, I didn't even know. Fast forward, about a month later, 
I get a call that she passed away, and her son was thanking me. that I don't know what you did. After that, they found out that there was a problem in the family that she knew about that was hurting the children, and she felt powerless in helping, so she actually turned the other cheek. And that's what she was holding on to, the guilt. And she couldn't go home with it, so she we had to eradicate it, even though I didn't know what it was, for her to leave in that purity that she came to earth with. That's what happened. It won't go with you to answer your question. It can't go with you. Some people release it quickly, and some people have a super hard time. On that note, you guys have a great weekend. I will see you Monday morning. I love you guys so much. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.